we get too comfortable too quickly as an American culture. And Jesus calls us to walk against the culture, to love and embrace people who are in it, but at the same time to live radically for him. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to the fifth episode. I believe it's the fifth episode of the P3D podcast. And uh, I'm your host, Clayton Welch, and today I have got with me Beverly Brown. Hey, Beverly. Hey, Clayton, how are you? I'm good. So, Beverly, uh, how long have you guys been coming to church? We have been here for about four and a half years now. Yep, so Beverly yeah. and Charlie. And uh, you have probably seen Beverly, but you may not have seen Charlie. Charlie's kind of the wizard behind the scenes, making things happen on Sunday mornings with sound. And uh, yeah, Beverly sings on stage. So they both serve on Sunday mornings. And how many kids do you have? We have seven currently. Amazing. Seven kids and you both are serving. That's pretty cool. It Uh, is cool. It's an honor to be able to do it. Yeah, so Beverly and Charlie serve on Sunday mornings. They also uh, do everyday grace foster care here at the church. That's kind of your brainchild, right? Like you started that? Yes. So tell me about that. So about three and a half years ago when we started our foster care journey, we started looking for a support network and there just really wasn't one in Eastern Wake County or anywhere close by. Um, So we started a little support network Um, It's taken some time to grow. It's taken a lot of years of prayer. Like I said, it's been about three and a half years. And in the last year during the pandemic, it has really taken off. A lot of other people have gotten on board with volunteering and helping us run the ministry. And we're excited to see how it continues to grow. So uh, you guys are foster parents. Yes. How did you get into foster care? Well, it was something that the Lord had placed on my heart from a very young age. I always knew as a small child that um, adoption was something I wanted to do. And then when Charlie and I started dating in high school, the Lord still was laying it on our hearts. He felt the same way that I did. And we always knew that that was what we wanted to pursue when we got married. So we got married, had three biological kids, and the Lord still had that on our hearts. Um, And several years ago, He really made it clear that the timing was right. We started the process after we were licensed. Three weeks later, we got a little boy and ended up adopting him. Um, And then when you see how great the need is, it's really hard to just turn your back on that. So we were definitely open to taking more kids. The beginning of the pandemic, we were placed with a pretty large sibling group and we're now going to be adopting three of those kids should be coming up in the next month or so. That should be finalized. But we realize that the need is greater than just ourselves. That's awesome. Um, So with the foster care thing, like you said, it really took off last year, which is crazy. It did. During during, uh, the lockdown shutdown. And uh, tell me about the, how did you guys get started? What was the push for it to really start back up? Because I'll tell you, like, what was it, 2017 we did the bag drive? Yeah. Hey, that was cool. That worked yeah. really well. We got, um, how many bags did we get? Like 130 or something like we that? We did. We did. And we still have a few left over. We collected so many. Yeah. So the bags are for, we donated them to foster kids because uh, what Beverly enlightened us to was that when kids show up, when they're placed into their homes, uh, a lot of times they don't even have bags. Their clothes are in trash bags. 
Yeah, kids always get transported with trash bags because that's just convenient. It's what the foster parents keep with them. It's what the social workers have in their cars. Yeah. So that was cool that we could meet that need. Yeah, that was great. But uh, the problem was we just didn't have the momentum right. to keep going right. um, until last year. And uh, we got a little bit more help for that. So what, what was the push last year? So the push was... Um, part of it was my own desperation. I had all these kids placed with me and then a couple weeks later, everything shut down. So I was stuck home alone with kids who had trauma related behaviors um, and really needed to find my tribe to help me out. We're part of a missional community or it's our small group here at The Passage that was very supportive of us. So the people in our small group really stepped up and started to help with our kids. And they even, one family bought us a car seat. Another one went and bought baby clothes um, for the little one. They started to step up and support our family in tangible ways. Well, during that process, other families started to reach out and tell me that they were in the same situation. They were desperate for help, desperate for community. They felt all alone. So we started to see a huge need. And um, one of the cool things that happened, when people saw that I had so many children, they started dropping off clothes and supplies at my house almost every day. And then I would distribute the things that I couldn't use to other families. So you tell me that the original yeah. Every Grace Foster <laughs> Closet was at your house? It was. It was in my that, dining room. This is like, that's like a Jeff Bezos Amazon story right there. There you, you go. <laughs> Maybe you could go into space one day. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I feel like I'm living in space with these kids most days. Um, but that's how it started. And I just approached our missional community group and said, guys, I think we need to start a foster closet. And they were on board, um, and within 24 hours, we had gotten permission from the passage to use a portion of their storage shed. Um, all the totes that we needed for the clothes were donated. This was within 24 hours, and money was donated to build shelves. And if you guys know the price of lumber right now, that was a pretty big deal. Um, so all that took place in about a day, and within a couple weeks, we were able to get that up and running and begin to serve our community. Yeah, the, the tiny shed. The tiny shed. Yeah, the tiny shed. Yeah. And so it wasn't very long. The tiny shed wasn't enough. We definitely felt the tininess of it. Yes, we outgrew it in less than a month. Yes. So uh, now we have a much larger shed out there, which is also overflowing. <laughs> it is. It is. We are so blessed by our local community that every time we have a need and we put it out there, people step up and donate things. Yeah, so what kind of stuff... Uh, what kind of things are in the shed out there that uh, you guys give out on a weekly basis? We have clothing for babies all the way up to teenagers. So one side of the shed has summer clothes, which is our current season, um, infant preemie all the way up to kids size 14, 16. And the other side is the winter clothes. Um, same thing, same kind of setup. We have socks and underwear and shoes and baby gear, and we have a large amount of teen clothes now, too. Yeah, so it, and it's not just clothes. You said baby gear. Yes. There are cribs, walkers, strollers, bouncy houses, car seats. <laughs> toys. Toys. Diapers. I mean, yes, yeah. diapers. And, uh, yeah, it's great. Every, every Saturday, right? Yes, every single Saturday. Every Saturday from? 9 to 10. We are open for business. We're open to take donations. We encourage the families that pick up items that they need to come at 10 so that the volunteers have time to fill the orders 
um, and get those things ready for them. Cool. So that is a little bit about what Everyday Grace does Yes. Um, for the community. Yes. Right now, if I'm somebody that is not, I don't need the help from right. Everyday Grace, but I would like to help Everyday Grace. Yes. What do I do? Well, we have a really easy website. It's really easy to navigate. It's everydaygracefoster.com. There's a button that foster and adoptive parents can click. It's on the main page if they need help. And then like Clayton was asking, there's another button for I want to volunteer. So you just click on that button and it leads you to different avenues that you can serve, different ways that you can serve. Um, Which uh, are also, <laughs> so that is a new thing too. So originally with Everyday Grace, uh, Beverly was working her tail off and uh, then she got some, a couple more people on board and uh, a few months ago, we had a family come and speak on adoption, and they gave us some really good ideas. One in particular was an awesome idea, and uh, so we took it and ran with it, and it's called Loads of Love. Tell me about that. Oh, this is, this is probably my favorite part of the ministry. Um, we have a group of people who pick up dirty laundry from foster and adoptive families on a weekly basis, they pair one person, like a regular person, with a foster or adoptive family, and that person will wash their clothes. They take them home with them, wash, dry, fold, and then bring them back clean the next week. It's been a huge help to our family since we have so many kids. Yeah, so it doesn't cost you hardly no. anything. It's free. But it is a huge, how, how much of a load off yeah. of your shoulders is it to have somebody come and help you with that? Like, I mean, I imagine... You probably have a lot of free time, right? When you have, <laughs> when you have foster kids everywhere. Yeah, it's it's a huge help, and not just for obvious reasons. These kids have trauma behaviors. They do not understand putting clothes in a basket. They don't understand hanging towels up. Um, so laundry for our family is a huge stress and a huge battle every single day with these children. That completely takes that off the table for us. Yeah, and it's it. So you are saying like, you know, they're not used to doing that, but there's right. also the, the fact that like, we're doing this podcast today because you can do it yesterday because you had appointments to go to. Yes, yes. So we, it's not like you just get kids and they come to your house and, and, you know, they hang out with you and you just are, right? You have things right. you have to do with them. You right. have to go to therapy. There's different places to go. Exactly. Um, so that loads of love really helps with that. It sure does. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Everyday Grace is rocking, and um, Pam and Donna and everybody that is uh, helping you out, that they're doing a great job. They uh, sure Mary are. everybody. So what do you guys have coming up? We have some really exciting things coming up in the fall. We decided to wait till everybody had finished all their summer vacations and plans and kind of get back into the swing of things when school started. So the plan is for us to have a missional community group just for foster and adoptive families. And one of the biggest challenges with that is bringing our kids. Um, so the plan would be to have it here at the church and to have one or two adults come and watch the kids. That way the children are safe. There's nobody hanging out in bedrooms or in the backyard where they're not seen. It would just be a really safe environment for foster and adoptive families. So that is, that's our biggest goal for this coming school year is to have that. Um, so people have that support with others who just get it. Um, we're also planning to start a ladies Bible study called Second Mother. I'll be leading that and that will be open to anyone in the community that would like to join us. Um, 
The next thing is we have a trauma-informed training coming up on October the 9th. So stay tuned for some information about that. Yeah. What is, what, what's the, uh, don't you guys have a meeting coming up, the Guardian, Guardian in Lightroom? Guardian Ad Lightroom. Yes, we do that. have a meeting coming say. up for that. What is Guardian Ad Lightroom? So a Guardian Ad Lightroom is a person that is an advocate for the child in court. In this world, everybody else has some representation. Um, the biological parents have representation, foster parents have it, but the child a lot of times needs that voice too, especially when they're younger. They're able to tell their guardian ad litem things that are important to them and then that person will speak up for them in front of a judge when that time comes. The guardian ad litem has a unique role because they're really able to share the gospel and share the love of Jesus in ways that the rest of us can't. They interact with biological families, social workers, and the kids. A lot of times they're able to go into homes of biological families and really walk into someone's brokenness and share the love of Jesus. So it's and, a place where the gospel can reach that the rest of us can't get to. And it seems like there would be, that would be adding some consistency to yes. the kid's life. Like there's somebody there that's going to be their advocate, like you yes. said. And, and as foster parents, we've had some really good ones, and we've had some that we never see. And I'll tell you, the best one that we have still sticks with us two years after adoption. He still calls and checks on our son and checks on our family and still has a part of our lives. So we sure appreciate those people. And it's a good way to serve without actually having to have kids come and live with you. Yeah, some people are a little bit afraid to take that plunge right uh, to have kids come and stay with them but this is kind of a step down from that it's still pretty involved yes it is it's still very it's not you know it's not it's not easy this is another level of serving right um, you've got to be willing to walk with people through their hardships and their brokenness but it's not the same everyday level of commitment that foster parents take on all right and if i so uh back to the you guys are having a meeting right we are when is that for guardian ad litem um, I believe it is at the end of the month. We'll come back to Let's it. Let's check I, on I that. I got the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll check the date here. So that's Everyday Grace. Anything else you have to say about uh, Everyday Grace? Yeah, we're just really excited to continue to grow. Um, we're, we're starting to partner with other local churches, which is awesome because a lot of people that reach out to the foster closet are not members of the Passage Church but they are members of other local churches. So it's good to get them some hands-on support, some wraparound care, um, people in their own church to just love on them and their kids. So we're excited about that. Um, we're excited about how the community continues to donate and support items to the closet, as well as items that we put on our Amazon wish list. Um, when we have a need that we don't have at the closet, we put it out there and we say, hey, if anybody can help with this, please do and people always step up um, every single time those needs have been met. So that's amazing to watch. Yeah, it's a good way, I mean, so that kind of can lead into uh, uh, us talking about serving. Yeah. Um, have, have there been friendships that have been formed simply because they serve together at Everyday Grace? Oh goodness, yes. Yes, I think those of us who serve together at The Passage have grown so much closer. I know personally I've made some close friendships um, between myself and some of these women that I've served with, as well as the relationships they formed with my kids. It's awesome to have people that genuinely love your children and yeah. support you in what you're doing as a parent. 
So yes, absolutely. And then we've made friendships with people out in the community. I can't even count how many people that we've connected with. It's been amazing. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned missional communities earlier. Yes. And we've hit on missional communities a couple times here on the P3D podcast. Um, but what, if, if I was to ask you what a missional community is, what would you say? It's a group of believers that does life together. Um, we meet weekly and of course we have Bible study, we have prayer, we do all those traditional things, but we also just support each other in life and we're able to encourage one example. another. Give me an example. Um, if support someone, each other in life, give me an example. Yes, okay, so if someone is having surgery, um, we rally around that person. What do you need help with? Can I pick up your kids that day? Um, can I bring you a meal? How are you doing emotionally? We all kind of just check in with each other. Our missional community has a big group chat that we have going all the time. We'll yes. share funny memes and stuff like that. Um, tell each other when we have something going on. Hey, can y'all pray for me about this? Um, I know for myself, like ha walking through this difficult journey of foster care and adoption, that group is always there for me. Um, I can always share what's going on, what's coming up. And you know they are willing to step in and help and encourage us. Well, how, so how often do you guys meet? We meet every Wednesday night. Okay. And so is it every week uh, everybody comes together? It usually is. Um, our our mission community meets at the Montgomery's home. They are the leaders, and we meet there on a regular basis and have Bible study. Once a month, the ladies will have a ladies' night. We'll usually meet at a restaurant and just hang out and, you know, chat about mom stuff. Um, have a good time and then the guys do that once a month too. They'll meet somewhere, a restaurant or somewhere fun and do the same thing. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Everyday Grace serving in the church now. Let's get down to some questions here. Okay. Beverly Brown. Yeah. What is driving you to do adoption and foster care? Like what, why do you do this? I do this because I love Jesus Christ and because of my relationship with him. And I believe that we get too comfortable too quickly as an American culture. And Jesus calls us to walk against the culture, to love and embrace people who are in it, but at the same time to live radically for him. Um, and Matt Walton, when he preaches, he talks a lot about leaving your yes on the table, living an open-handed kind of life, um, being willing to do whatever God calls you to do, live an extreme faith. And that's exactly what this is. It's hard to give up comfort. It's hard to make that everyday sacrifice. But when I look at what my Savior has done for me, how can I not? Yeah. And that everyday sacrifice, everyday yeah. grace. You think about yes. the grace that you've been given every day. Um, so the next question. Okay. Since that one's going to be hard to talk, <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, we always have the guest tell us a book recommendation or music. Okay. So, what book would you recommend to people right now? Is there a book that you are going through uh, personally or maybe with your missional community that you think we should know about? I actually have several. I hope this is okay. Sure, throw it out there. Our missional community has been graciously <laughs> reading along with me, Reframing Foster Care by Jason Johnson. So, and it, it really covers adoption too. So, if anybody's interested in that world, um, that is a really good book to start with. Um, the other book that I'm just in love with right now is called The A to Z of Therapeutic Parenting. 
and it really could be used by regular parents too but it's got some out-of-the-box kind of ideas um, what's cool about it is you can look up a behavior alphabetically like lying stealing things like that and then the book is used as a reference guide and it tells you why the kid might be doing it and what you can do about it so right now that's my absolute favorite book yeah what about music you got any music oh goodness um hang on Hang on, hang on, hang on. While she's looking, I'll tell you. Uh, so I found a new uh, artist. Well, they're new to me. Okay. I artists. Um, but uh, his name's Patrick Mayberry. And the latest album is Holy Spirit Come. So Patrick Mayberry, Holy Spirit Come. That's been my jam lately. And uh, yeah, good stuff. That sounds really good. I'll check that out. You will check it out. I'll send you a link. Actually, okay. I will put the link in this podcast awesome okay graves into gardens by elevation worship yeah that's been your jam yeah i'm hoping that we can do that like at the passage yes i would love to oh i wonder if jason's listening i hope he is all right jason stacy get it together (laughs) (laughs) hey i'll tell you what look everybody loves graves into gardens and i bet the people listening right now would also like that so i think they would there it's a pretty popular radio song too and it's it's got some good lyrics to it yeah it's pretty awesome uh well beverly thank you so much for coming on the p3d podcast today thanks for having me time. i've enjoyed it nice um so everybody thank you so much for listening to the p3d podcast we'll put all the links to everything we talked about below we'll put some stuff for everyday grace foster care uh below be sure to check that website out And uh, you have to stay tuned for more episodes of the Passage P3D podcast. We love you guys, and we will see you soon.